Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Set his people free. We're 
Welcome back to Voices in My Head. I am your host, as always, Rick Lee James. I'm very glad you could be here today. Uh, this is episode number 128, and we're going to be discussing Advent, uh, hopefully for the next few weeks, actually. I think this is going to be a fun thing to do together. Uh, I want to explain quickly to you today, as quickly as I can, the Christian calendar and uh, why it's important uh, that we... Uh, realize that this is uh, our happy new year so to speak whenever we start the season of advent um, the world has a calendar and uh, and that's great that's uh, something that helps us stay on schedule together it helps kind of keep the world running but then as christians uh, we have a calendar that actually forms us and shapes us we are very intentional in the christian faith uh, about using time uh, appropriately and using time in holy ways and so uh for a Christian, um, Advent is actually the beginning of the Christian New Year. Um, the Christian calendar is set up in a way to tell the entire story of who Christ is, uh, beginning uh, from uh, his birth, uh, and actually even before his birth, Advent was really about expectation and, and waiting upon him coming. And then uh, as we're going to be talking about just quickly here in a moment as I walk us through the church year, um, we'll see the entire life of Christ, uh, the death of Christ, the ascension of Christ, and uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the church uh, into the era, era that we are presently in. And uh, it's, it's a great way to be able to tell the story. So since Advent is, uh, is the beginning of the Christian New Year, we could say to each other on, uh, on Advent Sunday, which this year falls on November 30th, uh, we can say Happy New Year because for the Christian, uh, this is our new year. This is where our calendar begins. This is where we begin telling the story over again. So a quick walkthrough of the Christian calendar. Uh, and again, this starts on November 30th of this year. The season of Advent is four Sundays long, and uh, this is a time of expectation. This is a time of waiting upon the coming of the Lord. You'll see in many churches uh, the Advent candles that are being lit uh, every week with a different expectation. Um, there's different things that we wait upon the Lord about. And um, and then we go into the Nativity of the Lord. This year is going to be on um, the 25th. Uh, which is, I mean, it's that year every year, actually. <laughs> Nativity of the Lord's always on Christmas Day. Um, so you can just mark that one down. It doesn't change. Always December 25th. And then the season of Christmas um, begins, actually, on December 25th. And we have it for two Sundays. So when we talk about the 12 days of Christmas, that's actually Christmas time. That's actually the Christmas season. So that's when you can uh, play my song um, that I recorded, actually, from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Christmas time is here and uh, it's it's a great way to celebrate Christ I don't think we do a very good job of that in the church because usually 
we have we stop whenever Christmas is beginning instead of realizing that Christmas actually is a continuation. And for those of you that like to have Christmas music, you know, more than just during Christmas season, this is your chance because Christmas actually starts on Christmas Day. Uh, Advent ends on Christmas Day and Christmas begins. And then we have uh, this season of, well, it really the, not the season, but the Epiphany of the Lord this year, which falls on January 6th, the Baptism of the Lord, January 10th of this year. Um, and then we enter into ordinary time for a while, from January 7th to February 16th. And, um, and then we move into the Transfiguration of the Lord on February 14th. And uh, if you read in the Gospels, you can read about the Transfiguration if you don't know what that is. And then on February 17th, uh, just a few days after that, uh, Ash Wednesday, a very significant day uh, for the Christian calendar because it marks the beginning of the season of Lent, which lasts for six Sundays, um, including the Passion and, and Palm Sunday. And if, if you have never celebrated Lent, um, let, let me encourage you to do that by fasting something. It really is a time of growth. Um, it's six weeks of fasting. And I, we actually don't count the Sundays because Sundays are always a celebration of the resurrection. Sundays are always a feast day. So uh, if you're fasting something during the season of Lent and you think, I don't know how I'm going to go six weeks fasting, I don't know, chocolate or whatever it is, Sunday is, you get a a day where you get that back because it's always a feast day so it's not a continuous fast um, you go six days and then you, you get a day where it's a feast so fast feast fast feast uh, and then we move from the six week season of, of Lent into the seven week celebration of Easter um, similar to Christmas where people think it's just one day Easter uh, is not just one day Easter is a seven week long season where we are celebrating uh, the resurrection of Christ. If Lent, uh, the six-week season, is a walking to the cross with Jesus, setting our face uh, towards that tragic yet saving event, uh, then Easter is seven weeks, a godly number of the, one of the biggest parties you're ever going to be at. I mean, it, this is our, our spectacular party season. What we often seem to make of Christmas, that's what Easter is. I mean, it seems like people celebrate Christmas with a fierceness, um, and, and then the rest of the year, it doesn't seem like they spend a lot of time. You just have, you know, little eggs on Easter Sunday, and then you're done or something. But no, Easter's the biggest celebration time of the church year uh, because we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, a great seven-week season that I hope you will observe. Um, so we've already discussed how uh, we go from uh, Passion Week, which um, moves through Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then the resurrection of the Lord, which is this year on April, uh, April 4th. Um, and then that begins the seven-week season of Easter. Then we celebrate the Ascension of the Lord, May 13th this year, the day of Pentecost on May 23rd. Then we have Trinity Sunday on May 30th. And then Ordinary Time begins again from May 13th to November 20th. And this is a time where we celebrate um, and, and discuss what it means to live with the Holy Spirit among us. Uh, this ordinary time is the present time that we are in. These are the last days. And in case you didn't know, if somebody ever talks about the last days from Scripture, that means the time that Jesus ascended. 
uh, to the time when Jesus returns. And we have been living in the last days for 2,000 years now and are continuing to live in the last days. Uh, all right, that brings us up to November 1st, which is All Saints Day. And uh, the, the day before this is known as Halloween um, or All Hallows Eve. Uh, and All Saints Day is a, is a big celebration of remembering those who have passed away and have uh, influenced us in the faith. It's a great way to remember um, pioneers of the faith. And sometimes churches will actually um, take time to honor them and remember the way that they have influenced our lives. And this leads us to Christ the King Sunday, November 21st. Uh, 21st and then uh, that soon after leads us into the Advent season. So, um, so that's the end of the calendar, and then the beginning starts over again with the season of Advent. What I want to do now um, is to begin the season for us together. I want us to hopefully walk through this together um, and allow the Lord to encourage our hearts, hopefully, through simply reading his word. I'm going to read the lectionary passages for the first Sunday of Advent. And I'm going to try to do this uh, throughout the weeks of Advent. We'll see how things go in my schedule. Um, if I'm able to actually complete this in a timely manner. Some weeks I'm able to record, some weeks I'm not. December is especially busy for me because I'll be recording my next album in Nashville. Uh, as well as uh, closing on a house. Uh, as well as uh, having foot surgery um, in addition to my responsibilities at my church. So I'll do my best. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with the first Sunday of Advent. And we will do our best each week of Advent to walk through these scriptures. Isaiah 64, 1-9. Um, and by the way, just a side note. I look at Advent as a time of revival as a time of renewal, as a time of, uh, of asking the Lord to, uh, to spark something again in me that maybe had once been there, to prepare the way of the Lord. And that's what uh, these passages really lead us into as we are awaiting the coming of the Lord Jesus, the first advent um, that I sang about just a few minutes ago. Isaiah 64, 1-9. Oh, that you would tear the heavens open and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for them, for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you and your ways. But you were angry and we sinned because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf and our inquiries, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the our potter. We are all the work of your hand. 
Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider we are all your people. This leads us into Psalm 80. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like the flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears and drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. 1 Corinthians 1, 3-9 Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in Him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In Mark 13, 24-37 But in those days, after the suffering, the sunlight will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lessons. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert, for you do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, 
keep awake. This is the word of the Lord, and we are thankful for it. So the theme really for this first week of Advent, keep awake, be ready, be watchful, be mindful, because Jesus is coming. And that's really what we are celebrating in this season of Advent. It's a great way uh, to begin the week. Those are awesome passages to look at and to read together and to remember Jesus is coming. And that's truth for any time. Uh, It's important in that passage we just read, that final passage, to remember. If somebody says to you, I know when Jesus is coming back, um, well, Scripture tells us that the angels don't know, um, and if the angels don't know, then we don't know either. Um, This is not for us to know, but we are living in the last days. And if you hear his voice today, do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion. Let this Advent season be for you a time of drawing near to the Lord, a time of renewal, a time of allowing the Lord uh, to be Savior again. As we ask him to rend the heavens and come down, we pray that his face would shine upon us and that he would restore us, um, that we may be saved just as Psalm 80 so wonderfully repeats again and again. That is the season that we are in right now. So I say to you, Happy New Year, Christian. And in the beginning of this new year, we pray together that the Lord of hosts would restore us that his face would shine on us, that we may be saved, that he would be glorified. And that is what the Advent season is about. Uh, As Paul uh, began his letter in 1 Corinthians that I just read, I say to you as well as I close out this podcast this week, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I, uh, I pray you have a wonderful season of Advent. I, uh, I hope I'll be able to be back with you again next week, and we'll go through the passages of Advent uh, once again. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you uh, in this season. Uh, may God restore us together, and may we be saved daily, continually, moment by moment, as we walk with Him. May He let His kingdom come near to us on earth as it is in heaven. Lord Jesus, God bless you and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience. So if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.